0: guys and welcome to the podcast it's josh your favorite spiritual best friend ready to tell you guys why your chart has you thriving and sometimes just simply surviving we are going to talk about birth charts the moon how they're connected and why mercury and retrograde simply just sucks for everyone and boy does it suck We are all going to chat and maybe figure out why some signs are better than others, depending on the day. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and best of all, like I said before... Anchor is totally free, so pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast episode 25 titled a sunny personality talks about Nellie a professional artist and student at Lincoln University Nellie has a mix of Aquarius and Pisces energy so she has a lot of advice to give when it comes to relationships switching majors in schools and also going through life and spirituality before you guys can tune into the podcast, please drop a like and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Your subscriptions would help boost the podcast overall. And like usual, please follow on all social media platforms. The links for Nelly and also for my podcast will be below. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Nelly. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez. And I am here with Nelly. Nelly, tell everybody, how are you doing today and what's going on?
1: Hey, guys. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm chilling, doing good. You know, looking forward to this conversation.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. And before, like, we really get into all the topics and all that fun stuff, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on, reaching out. And like I tell everybody, this conversation is going to be fun. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. So... My first question for you, just starting off this podcast, is where do you want to get started with? Do you want to talk about work, passions, or are you, are you feeling like relationships? Is there any tea that you like to talk mm-hmm. about? What do you? What are you, what are you feeling?
1: <laughs> um, well, everything's a little present right now, so anything, anything I could talk about, anything right now.
0: <laughs> All right, I got you. Yeah. So my first question, we'll, we'll start. We'll start off with work and stuff. So my first question for you, Nelly, is when it comes to like work and passions, what are some, what are some like passions that you have and what do you like to do?
1: Well, um, I'm a, I'm a very artistic person. I know I'm, um, I'm going to school right now and I'm working as well, but I wouldn't say that those two things are like a passion to me. I would say those are just like, I'm doing it because I have to, according to society, if that makes sense. But, When it comes to passion wise and like what I truly want to do, I know I've been invested in my art for a lot of years and that's ideally that's what I would want to invest my effort in. But since right now I don't have the time to, I just kind of choose to focus on, you know, my job and my studies. So right now my passion is more like a hobby.
0: Oh, yeah, I got you, and and I can I can relate to that, too, because I know, like, when it comes to podcasting, for me, like, this is sort of just, like, what I do on the side, and I'm a, obviously, like, school and work and stuff like that, but I will say, like, just building off of that, I know you mentioned, like, you've really been in, like, art and stuff, like, what really, like, started your passion for, for, like, creating art and stuff?
1: Well, it's actually funny, because um, my mom used to draw a lot, and you know those, um, those little collectible figures, the one with the teardrop eyes. I don't remember what they're called, but it's like a collectible item. And my mom used to draw them a lot. And when I was little, like super, super tiny, I remember I used to watch her and I'd be like, I want to be like you, mom. I want to draw like you. And I would try and it would obviously not look the same because I was like five and so my mom would be like, oh, don't give up. Like, it's okay, you'll get better as you get older. And I used to get so mad. I used to like crumble up my little papers and I'd be like, oh man, my art doesn't look like my mom's. But then, you know, I started putting in more practice and obviously as I got older, I got better and I figured out which mediums I liked the best. And it was like, you know what, I, I, I could probably do this. <laughs>
0: well and that, that's a really cool story and uh, thank you for sharing that Nelly as well because mm-hmm. I mean it's it's definitely a very interesting point in how much like our parents actually influence us and I know there's some oh, yeah. people I know there's some people that are like I'm not like my parents or like they'll deny that and stuff but like you really if you really sit down with yourself and like really think about it like damn yeah. so like hearing your story I'm just like yeah like that's so cool like that's how you got into art and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. just, and just building off of that I know you mentioned that art is like a hobby a hobby for you right now, but like what are some like things so like let's say like you're trying to create an art project for like yourself and stuff like that. What really like goes mm-hmm. through your mind when you are painting or drawing or when you are doing like your artwork and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Well most of my art, um, it's gonna sound weird, but most of my art are like self portraits and like um, like nude pieces. So I really like to, um, I guess, include what I call the divine feminine. So I like when people look at my art and they don't see like, oh, look, it's just, you know, a naked woman. It's like I want people to look at my art and be like, oh, this is beauty. This is raw. This is, you know, this is nature. And that's what I want to give off in my art. And like when when I think about it, I just go with an idea like I get something. Out of nowhere it's usually out of nowhere and i go home and i'm like i have to do this i have to do this i have to execute it somehow in order for me to be comfortable because if i don't do it i'm gonna be like dang like i need i need to do this now or else it's gonna go away so usually my pieces are really impulsive
0: oh i got you and and i will say like just to add like more to that um my girlfriend actually she went to new orleans with her family And uh, Mm -hmm. as I was hearing you, like, describe, like, nude art and stuff like that, so she actually met um, an artist down there that is, like, very big on, like, nude paintings and stuff like that, and a couple Mm -hmm. people reached out for, like, her and her mom to do one with them and stuff, but, like, they also, they bought some of her own artwork, Um, and I will say, like, it takes, like, a really, like, special skill, like, like you said, like, it's not just about just here's a portrait of like a naked person like no like you, like you said like there's like a nature aspect to that it's like the femininity like you said mm-hmm. and I will say like power to you for that like that's really cool to hear it, that like someone is really interested in in like painting that and like self-expression and stuff like that so can, yeah. my advice to you is keep going with that and and that's definitely something that who knows like you said it's a hobby now but that might turn into something you never know down the line right right but, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Any, any time, of course. So again, this is your spiritual best friend. I'm here to, this, this is about you and your journey and stuff like that. So continuing a little bit, building off of that. So I know we talked a lot about like your artwork, where it stemmed from, where it began. I know you mentioned like you're going into school and stuff like that. Um, what are you going into school for and, and how is it going? Cause I know school can be expensive and a lot of work. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, most definitely. Um, well, I had a little. Had a little bit of a skip because I um I graduated high school from from Oxford, and um, after high school I was like you know what I'm just gonna go for it I'm just gonna do the whole four year college experience, and as a like a, a first generation student that was like a big deal you know, so um I went to Edinburgh University for my first two years of college, and then COVID happened and then. We had to go home, and I was I was struggling. I was like, "Man, I need something in person." So at Edinburgh, I was studying social work, and that wasn't going so well for me. Like, um, I guess, like I like I said, passion wise, because I was good at it. I'm good at school, but given that social work wasn't really for me, I um I left Edinburgh and I transferred to Lincoln University. The HBCU down in down in VA and um I uh I I'm double majoring now in sociology and anthropology so that's that's been a that's been a trip it's been a lot easier than social work and it's it's a lot more interesting um so I I like telling people that I like school because it gives me knowledge it just gives me information I know I'm going to get a job eventually because of the opportunities that those majors give me. Um, So I'm comfortable, but uh, I just, I just like knowing things and like figuring out what makes people who they are, if that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah. And, And as I was hearing your answer, like, I'm just nodding my head and just like in agreement because like, again, like when it comes to like your own spiritual journey, this is very just like an important point that you really like emphasize, like, as you're going to school, as you're, like, you're doing work, as you're doing, like, hobbies and stuff, like, it's all about, like, understanding yourself along the way, and like you said, so, like, the fact that you were able to, like, you went to school for a couple years, you got into sociology, and then you're, like, hey, like, sociology is definitely good, like, I'm good at it, but, like, I feel like there's a bigger need to do something else, and do, the and like the wherewithal to switch and be comfortable with that that's definitely a lot of like some like big steps and in terms of like understanding yourself and stuff like that and from someone that also because like for me right now I'm currently getting my master's in psychology I went into Mm -hmm. undergrad similar to you like I was into education and communications and I was like all Right. right like being a teacher sounds like really cool I'm not going to lie to you, just to just to share a story, just to like build off and, and like really drive your point home. I show up my first day in the field placement. So like, it's your sophomore year in college, you get in, like a little field placement where you get to like supervise like a teacher that is like teaching. I My first right. day, I'm not going to lie to you, Nellie, my first day I go in there, I see all the standards. I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like yeah, yo, this is not, not for me. <laughs> yeah, so, so I switch majors and then similar to you, like- I still stayed in my same school, though, but I got into psychology and now here I am. So just like I'm saying to you, like as you're going through that, like things are meant to happen for a reason, you know, you're like you might feel a bigger purpose doing something else. So power to you for being comfortable with change like that. So
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Of course. Yeah. And when it comes to like my next question, just building off of that a little bit, when you did make that switch, like how did you feel about that initially and and how do you feel now about it?
1: Yeah, um, it was a it was a big change. Uh, I am gonna accept that. I know Edinburgh was a little bit of a less diverse school, and they were more um, academically demanding. They weren't really worried all about the students' mentality. From what I got at that school, it's a great school. Don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't great for me, and um, I accepted that, and I. When I recently started with Lincoln, um, obviously it's it's an HBCU obviously it has a different culture than what Edinburgh had and I was excited to experience that because that's what I was missing at Edinburgh so when I transferred to Lincoln, I started reaching out and I know I had some help from from a friend in one of my classes he um, he noticed that I was out for a little bit because I was in the hospital. And when I got out, he reached out to me and he was like, hey, this is all the work that you missed. Like, I think we would be really nice friends. Let's let's hang out. And I was like, all right, let's let's do it. Let's let's get social. Let's, you know, get out there. And I did. And I met some really cool people. And, um, you know, they took me in. They welcomed me, you know, took me under their wing. And I can say Lincoln is the best college that I've ever experienced. And I, I love it there.
0: Wow. And I will say power to you for that as well. And, and it's really good to have good people in your corner as well when it comes to that. So in the fact that someone was able to reach out, help you out and, and really help you with the transition, that was definitely really good. And just building off of everything when it comes to that when it comes to advice, so let's say someone is struggling and not happy and they're not happy in school and stuff like that. What's some advice that you would give to him or her when it comes to like switching schools and also just like trying to figure out your place in this universe?
1: Yeah. Well, that's something I was, I was struggling with. Don't get me wrong. Cause like, obviously if you're going to a school and then you transfer somewhere or, you know, you feel like you don't belong. Um, I know old Nelly would have been like, just wait it out. You know, it's it's easy. Just go go for it. Just finish it, you know. But me now, knowing that if you stay in something longer than you need to, and you know that you don't want to do it, just get out of there. Honestly, just get out of there. You know, I feel like we're so pressured by society to just do the whole thing in one go, you know, and people don't think about time and, and our process in in mentality and how long it actually takes to realize what you want to do and, and how you want to do it. And I think I think people are scared to restart because the idea of change is like, oh well what the heck? Like now I'm gonna have to start over again. But I wouldn't necessarily see it as starting over. It would much more I guess it's easier if we say like it's it's an extension. You know what I mean? Like everything we do in our life, we do it to progress as a person in the future. So I wouldn't say like transferring schools or changing your major or like if you're struggling to find out your passion, I wouldn't see it as like starting over because it's not time wasted. You know what I mean? So I would say like if you feel like you don't belong, just go with that gut feeling, you know, put yourself first, get in that mentality of like, okay, I'm going to hustle for myself, And then that's when, like, everything clears up and you're like, all right, let's go. I got that green light, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. And I will say that was some really good advice because uh, as someone that also, like I mentioned before, like, switched majors as well, like, that's definitely something that I felt, too, when it came to, like, switching majors. It's like, oh, crap, because especially with, like, the age of social media, you know, and And like now people post like flex posts and stuff on social media. So it makes it seem like they have so much money. But if you really Mm -hmm. look at it, like statistically wise, the average American at 30 only makes like 40 K a year. That's that's like according to like U.S. statistics. And that's something that's not really shown through TikTok, shown through Instagram, shown through like Facebook and all other forms of social media. So like when you when you have to switch or when you have to like start a new job or when you have to like get out of a current situation, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to that. So Mm -hmm. your advice really hit home. And I definitely think people listening will take that advice and definitely and definitely run with that. So I will say that was a really good, really good answer by you, Nelly, as well, when it came to advice. But yeah, so just continuing a little bit. I know we talked a lot about work, art, like in your passion and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll transition a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about astrology and relationships and all that fun stuff. So when it comes to astrology, (laughs) um, I always ask everybody this. Like, how do you feel about astrology? And and if you are really into it, like what really led you to that?
1: Well, um, I know for me, it started when I was younger because of the way that my family raised me and it wasn't necessarily astrology in specific because I grew up in a Hispanic family. So we're, we're spiritual, you know, we're religious. So when it came to astrology, I was just very curious. And I really got into it more in middle school because, you know, I heard everybody around me like, oh, what's your sign? What's your sign? And I was over here like, what? What are you talking about? What's what sign? And everybody was asking each other their birthdays and, you know, their rising. And I was just like, well, what, what is this? What is everybody talking about? What's what's going on? And um, I, you know, as everybody does, you, know, you research what you're interested in. And then I just happened to be like, well well, this is cool because it like applies to you and in any way that you would want it to, you know, and then I got into uh, placements and, you know, figuring out how the universe connects to us as people. And at first I was like confused because I was like, well, is it just about the signs? But then I got into it and I realized that it's literally about The placement of the planets and how it affects our mentality our emotions our feelings and to me that's like that's crazy because I always had this theory of life that we're somehow connected to the outside and if that's the outside then I guess that's the outside right (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and it's, it's definitely very interesting. That's something where like, I know I got into it once I was doing like undergrad and stuff. And I started doing research on like my own chart. And then I started like understanding like my friends charts and it all, it all just built up like a huge, like snowball, mm-hmm. you know, and like just connecting your chart a little bit. I know you are a double Pisces. So you have a Pisces sun and a Pisces moon um, I know that you're, you've been into it for a very long time when it comes to astrology. Tell me a little bit, like how do you feel about like being like a double Pisces?
1: Yeah, um, I get I get a lot of stuff for it because <laughs> they'll be like, "Oh, well, you're an Aquarius, but you're basically a Pisces too." So, so this and that, and this and that, and I'm just like, "Well, yeah, I guess," but like I think part of that is also why there's so much emotion all the time. You know what I mean? But either way, I'm not, I don't know. Cause sometimes I, I agree with some of the statements that are made about, you know, Pisces placements, but then I'm like, well, I don't know. Cause that doesn't really sound like me.
0: You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I got you. And, and there's like a whole other like aspect. I know for like my podcast down the line, I'm (laughs) going to start talking about it, but it's like side Mm -hmm. real astrology. So like your, your normal chart, is like how the planets were where you're born. But like side rail is like through life experience. This is who you're supposed to become. So like for, mm-hmm. for instance, for like my case, like I'm a Taurus with a Capricorn moon, but my side reel astrology, I'm still a Taurus, but I have a Sagittarius mm-hmm. moon. And that makes a lot oh. more sense as to why like I bounce off of ideas and I'm constantly just right. like wanting to like network with people and stuff like that. So that's something where like after this podcast, I can send you a link to that and I think that would be really cool a cool little reading as well
1: that'd be nice interesting
0: but yeah like when it comes to like having like a Pisces sun and Pisces moon I know Pisces are like the water sign it's like two fish you know it's sort of like Mm -hmm. swimming in opposite directions and I know I noticed because like a couple of my friends have like Pisces moons and they're very, yeah. like, creative. I know when it comes to Pisces, they're very, like, very creative when it comes to artwork, whether that's art, music, podcasting. Like, they're very creative when it comes to that. So, I know as you were talking about, like, you're being very, like, you're being into art so much. You're into, like, like just really sp- that spiritual connection. That's a lot of, like, Pisces energy if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um and then I know your rising sign is like who you appear to others as. And I know for yeah. you, you are an Aquarius. So I know Aquarius is, if you want to talk a little bit about Aquarius energy, because I know we're almost in Aquarius season. Oh, um, yeah. The floor is yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I love being an Aquarius. I don't care what anybody has against this. I think we are by far the best sign that there is (laughs) and I know that sounds a little biased but I I love being an Aquarius I like taking pride in it like I'm such an Aquarius that I got my sign tattooed on my wrist like I don't know if I know people get their sign tattooed but if that's not Aquarius I don't know what is um I I have this kind of like thing that I tell people that it's, it's an Aquarius thing, and a lot of people say it too, but um, I'm, I'm very headstrong about things, and if I'm going to be heard, I'm going to be heard. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. whether it's through my art, whether it's through music, because I like to say that music is my love language, so music is really very much there. So I take, I take that, and I make it part of my, my Aquarius personality.
0: Yeah, and I will say just adding to that because I know your rising's in Aquarius, but also your Mercury planet of communication is in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. like when it comes, if you have like a Mercury that's in an air sign, you're very big on the intellectual conversations with people. So I know you can definitely like when it comes to debates, it's all about like you guys have to win the debate. You know, it's all about getting oh, the, yeah. the intellectual points. Um, If you get what Most I'm definitely. saying and stuff like that. And building off of that a little bit, I know communication can definitely be a slippery slope when it comes to relationships with friends, family, loved ones. Has there ever been a moment where like you really like bumped heads with people when it comes to communication?
1: Juicy. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. And I've noticed that most of my confrontational conversations are with fire signs. Um, It's just it's just happened that way. It's just happened that way and um it's it's more of a matter of I like like you said the intellectual part comes through most of the time so I always question things it's not like like arguing most of the time but it's always questioning things and that curiosity like obviously you know curiosity killed the cat but that it literally did because every time i'm curious about something i end up like asking too many questions and i'll be like well why this why that well why'd you do that well why would this happen?" and that's when people are like oh my god just just stop shut up just stop (laughs) but i think that's that's one of the main issues
0: yeah i got you yeah Yeah, i got you as well because i I understand that too because i know with me uh I, I tend to bump heads with people when it comes to communication. My Mercury, just to share, is in tours, So, like, I, ve- I take my time with communication. But, like, when it, like, well, just like the bull, like, if, I, if I'm really fired up, you, you, you will definitely get the horns. So, I, I mm-hmm. definitely have, like, bump heads with a lot of people when it comes to that. But continuing a little bit, I know we talked a lot about, like, your chart. We talked a lot about your passions, work, and stuff like that transitioning a little bit to relationships I know your Venus is in Aries and as someone that also has a Venus in Aries I know when it comes to like that independence in relationships that's something that I've always like I need my space in relationships a little bit Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to relationships what are some qualities that you really look for you can start with friendships first and then talk about relationships but what are some qualities you look for in like a good friend
1: well the way that I see relationships, any any type of relationship, I feel like there has to be a close bond platonically anyway, to be able to feed off of that, that friendship, that relationship to be able to turn it into a relationship. And I think that's what people don't really look at right now. So when it comes to like, friends, I start off looking to see if they're in the same intellectual wave, you know, going back to that same idea of, intellectuality is very much there. So I like to make sure that the people that I surround myself with are in that same, you know, wavelength, in that same aura, because if I have people around me that I can't hold intellectual conversations with, that's when that's like, well, like, who are you really hanging around then? You know what I mean? Because I feel like you have to connect with somebody in some sort of way spiritually to be able to keep that bond going. And that's really what I what I search for. I search for that intellectual connection. I search for that soul tie. You know what I'm saying? Like something that keeps me wanting somebody around without any without any interest, if that makes sense. Just something like a raw connection, something that's there effortless effortlessly. Any other qualities like personality traits or characteristics like that to me isn't really important because if I connect with somebody, I connect with somebody through, you know, the mind, through the soul. So anything that is, I guess, environment um, environment uh, created, uh, that's when it's like, okay, cool, but that's that's learned, you know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah I got you as well and, and like you said I know you mentioned even connecting back to like your old like your first answer one of the first couple answers of the podcast like you mentioned a lot about like spirituality how we're all like connected in some shape or shape or form so as I'm hearing you describe that like having like the intellectual conversation being on the same level as somebody that definitely makes a lot of sense because obviously like how are you Like if you surround yourself with people that are intellectually like there with you on like the same wavelength, you guys are all just going to grow together. Whereas like if you have someone that's on like a different wavelength, it's just not going to feel the same. So as I was hearing like your answer and stuff like that, I was like, those are the things that were really coming to my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. But building off of that a little bit, just to have a little bit of fun. um, I know for me, when it comes to first dates, I I do. I I'm a little weird. I, I do have like a little test. And for me, my test is. I'll hand somebody let's say I'm on a date with somebody I hand them the aux chord, and depending on what they play is a test for me if they if they play like country or like heavy metal oh, yeah. I'm 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 not having a second date so for you
1: do you <laughs> yeah, have any turnoffs like <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: well like I I have a similar that's that's one of my similar uh "Quote unquote tests, if that's what we want to call them, um, I yeah. Music taste is definitely something that needs to be there. I mean, if we don't connect the music, that's that's out of here. Get out, get out. I'm sorry, <laughs> but besides that, I know um, if somebody's not in tune artistically, I know we keep going back, keep going back, but it's just it's just that you know, like like you mentioned, the music, like to me, country." I'm sorry but ill but I mean you know everybody likes likes what they like but to me that's like I mentioned before that's that's my love language music so if people can't communicate through music like I do that's it's a little bit of a red flag
0: yeah I got you and I know there's this new trend of all like the red flags that are that people are posting all over social media like (laughs) he or she does this red flag and stuff I know you mentioned like music and art do you have like any other red flags when it comes to like relationships with people platonically or
1: Um, romantically platonic red flags I know this is going to sound a little silly but grammar Grammar is a really big one for me. I feel like if somebody can't speak to me correctly, they shouldn't at all. (laughs) That sounds kind of mean, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I like telling people that I don't really take people seriously who don't know the difference between your and your, and I know people are going to know what I'm talking about. I know exactly that people are going to know, but that to me is like okay, well, if they don't put effort to speak correctly, then why why should I speak to them, you know? Um, That, and I know I have a really big one when it comes to friends and relationships. I know if we go out to eat and, you know, the waitress is doing their best, the waiter's doing their best, treat people with respect, you know? Like, I know what it's like working in the field. Like, it's hard. It's hard, especially during a pandemic, you know? If you're just nice to people, that's, that's a really good, like, you know, that's the go button. But if somebody's rude to waiters or like any, any type of public worker, that's like, ew, that's ew, that's ugly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah, I I got you definitely. Um and that's and that's definitely something that I have too cuz like like you said like I used to work in a restaurant too. I used to clean tables and stuff like that. So treat people with respect as well. Waiters, waitresses, even door dashes, cuz I I do DoorDash on the side and and I can't stand yeah. people that don't tip cuz I'm just like I'm going here, I'm picking up your food. Yeah, I'm making sure that your same. food's here on time, you know what I'm saying? So just tip the people right. that are working because again like They do work hard, you know, and especially now, especially
1: out in the cold, doing them DoorDash orders, the Walmart orders. I'm over here carrying four or five rounds of bags and just just be grateful,
0: you know. Yeah, definitely. And and I will say so just building off of that, the last question that I really have when it comes to relationships is so let's say Mm -hmm. because I know you're very in tune when it comes to like understanding yourself in relationships, both platonically and romantically and stuff like that. What's some advice that you would give to somebody that is struggling with relationships? If she is struggling with relationships or if he is struggling with relationships, what's some advice that you would give to him and her to we'll, we'll, we'll say like either get out of a relationship or also just entering mm-hmm. into a relationship? I know it's a two part question, but
1: yeah, yeah. Um, well, I I struggle a lot with with relationships, not because of what I want, because I know what I want, you know what I mean? And I think that's the first step of, of being successful in a relationship because I think people fail to realize that um, at the end of the day, relationships are, are teamwork. You know, it's, it's a two-person thing or however many people you want in your relationship, you know, I'm not judging. Um, but I think to be able to have a successful relationship, um, you have to know what you want. You have to know what you're capable of giving And you have to know what you want to receive, because if those things are not communicated at the beginning or, you know, whenever you start dating this person, um, it's all going to go, it's all going to go bad. You know, like you have to communicate what your standards are, what you're expecting from this person. Um, because if that's not communicated, then you don't get what you're expecting, you know, and nobody's a mind reader as much as we want to be, as much as we want other people to be, um nobody's going to know your feelings unless you communicate them. So my, my biggest advice and coming from experience, coming from trial and error, I would definitely, definitely um, give people the advice to figure themselves out first. I know it sounds really cliche, like, you know, the whole love yourself before anybody could love you type thing. But um, genuinely, if you think about it, that's, that's true because If you know yourself, if you love yourself, you know what you're capable of giving and you know what you deserve to receive. So with that being said, I feel like if you know, then you can grow, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely does, and I through like personal experience with like family, friends, like loved ones as well. Like that's been a very common theme. Like in, in each relationship that you have with people, you learn a little bit more about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I'm like knowing your limits, knowing how to create boundaries with people is definitely an important thing, and with in any relationship because when you create a boundary with somebody, you know, like hey, like this is what I like, this is what I don't like, it also like puts more of respect for yourself because I also cause yeah. and that's the thing. Like I feel like a lot of people get into relationships and they don't mm-hmm. understand parts of themselves, you know. So then when problems arise yeah. things and things end up escalating and going crazy than yeah. they should have. So that was some really right. spot on advice that you would mm-hmm. give and that that you gave and stuff. And I really like that answer as well. And hopefully people listening to this podcast Once it is out and stuff like that, we'll we'll, we'll take that advice (laughs) and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, because I feel like nowadays it's it's very lust driven. I think we get fooled by by, you know, social media is a big factor because when we meet people from other areas, we really only see them for what they post on social media. So we have this idea of them already without even thinking of it where we're already perceiving them as like, you know, this big baller, you know, this this, you know this independent woman, you know, whatever, whatever you want people to see you as they're going to see you as because of social media. So unconsciously, we still have that, that, that perception of them even before we hang out with them because of their social media. So our mind kind of creates these ideas and it's like, oh, well, I want this person to be like this and I want this person to be like that. But in reality, we can't change somebody, We can't mold somebody into what we want them to be. You know, if they're not what you want at the beginning, chances are you can't mold them to be what you want at the end. And that's where complications in relationships happen because then you stay with a person because you're still infatuated with that idea that you created in your mind. But in reality, it's a whole different person in front of you. So I think that that is a big problem in relationships. And that's why people don't leave relationships because they're like, oh, well, they still have the potential to turn into this. But in reality, you can't change somebody who doesn't want to change. You know, you can't change somebody who doesn't see the problem. And you can only do so much. You know, you know what they say? You, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink it. You know, so I think that really applies to that. And if you if you are like in, in a in a problem, in a relationship and you're deciding whether you should leave or not, that's your first sign. If you're thinking of leaving. And you're like, oh well, should I leave or should I stay? You shouldn't even be thinking about leaving if it's successful, you know what I mean? And either way, like, you know, another cliche. It's 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 a big world, you know. Chances are, your the love of your life isn't going to be the person that you went to school with, <laughs> you know, realistically. And you know, sometimes it does happen. And, you know, it works out, and congratulations to those that do. But you know, we're we live in a very small area, you know. Chances are you're not going to meet your soulmate in Westchester, you know. But congrats to you if you do. But you know, you know what I'm saying.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And and I will say I, I really like your cliches like that. Like they, they they really hit the nail in the coffin. It works. It works. <laughs> yes, it yes it definitely does. And I will say that was some really great advice when it comes to that. And with someone that is studying like psychology and and stuff like that, you really hit a lot of good points at at home when it comes to like mental health and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. like you have to, like, like we mentioned, like you have to really understand yourself before you understand others. And then also, like you said, like a lot of people have this habit. They're trying to change people and people are going to operate the way that they want to operate. And I think that's part of the reason why so many people don't get married. And then, you know, like they, they've been dating people for so long, but they reach a point where it's just like, all right, like, let's just part ways, you know? And At the end of the day, you know, like what are your relationship with somebody, your relationship, even with friends in in general and stuff like that. The longest relationship that you're going to have in this world is with yourself at the end of the day. So there's going to be moments where you wake up and you're not going to be happy in your relationship or you're not happy with the person's going to do. But at the end of the day, it's how do you view yourself overall and, exactly. and I definitely think that's what a lot of people lose when they do have relationships and then relationships actually like to having kids, you know, and they, mm-hmm. through this, through this journey, they're slowly losing themselves.
1: Exactly. And
0: then that's how problems and relationships happen and stuff like that. So I really think your advice really hit home. And I, like I said, like this, I've really enjoyed like our conversations that we really talked about a lot of stuff. Um, right. But concluding with our conversation, I always wrap up the podcast by having um, a little horoscope reading. So I just Google your sun Mm -hmm. and moon, and the website is thehoroscope.co. It's usually the link I always send everybody that want to come on a podcast and stuff like that. So if you guys are ever Mm -hmm. bored, you can check out thehoroscope.co, and it really gives you guys some good advice. But for you, I know you're a double Pisces, so a Pisces sun with a Pisces moon. And for you, for your reading, it says a sunny personality. Emotional but strong-willed, the Pisces sun, Pisces moon personality balances the dreamy nature of this sign with a hidden resilience and desire to succeed. Positives for your combination. Intuitive, engaging, and practical. Negatives can be a little bit confusing, can be a little bit victimizing. Perfect partner, someone who can dedicate to them body and soul. And word of advice for your sun and moon combination, you need to overcome your tendency to read too much into certain situations. So as I'm reading this positives, negatives, perfect partner and advice, what are some thoughts that really come to mind?
1: I think, I think it's pretty spot on. That's, that's what I've been trying to do for myself. Um, I know it's, it's going to be a process because, you know, it's, you know, there's some fresh wounds going on, but I, I do, I do think it's pretty accurate. I'm, I'm very strong willed. Um, and I, I, I think I'm capable of getting past anything that is an obstacle. So I'm trying to get there, trying to get there. Very nice reading. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, before we wrap everything up, where can everybody follow you on social media? And also when it comes to your own artwork and stuff, do you have like a link and stuff that people can check it out?
1: Um, yeah, I uh, I have uh, highlights on my Instagram. That's uh, Nellie M. More Nellis, N-E-L-I-M-O-R-N-E-L-A-S on Instagram. Um, that's where I have my highlights of my pieces and what I have available. I know I, I make a lot of prints for people if they ask me to. So just go ahead. Don't be shy. Hit me up. Um, I am. Uh, I'm on TikTok as well. Cherry Twinkle Mugs. So there's that. <laughs> and um, I, I don't think people get on Facebook, but same name on facebook i'll be there
0: (laughs) well i will say thank you nelly for a great conversation and the links for your all your social media and stuff will be in my link in the description for the podcast and stuff so you can check out nelly there and uh, nelly thank you for your time and please stay safe
1: yeah thank you for having me stay safe too